Welcome back to another horrendous episode of the Burning Eden Podcast. I'm Mel, your favorite big titty heathen. And I'm Beth, your suave, smooth, spicy Satanist. Beth, yes. I think it's time that we talk about the ginormous elephant in the room. Listen, I know what you're going to say. I just want to say that I only used a gallon of your lube. Uh, I'm sorry, what? It was an emergency. That's not what I was going to say. Uh-oh. But now I have some serious questions. Um, on today's episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with Alexis Record. See me after the episode, Bath. Welcome, Alexis. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to our shit show. Am What's I up? the elephant in the room? I mean... <laughs> You can be whatever you want. <laughs> oh my god. We don't kink shame. Here. We don't, we don't, we don't, you we don't, don't kink shame. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to our show. Welcome to the shit show today. Dumpster fire over it here. It is a dumpster fire. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm trying my best not to have the like glowing ring of uh, ring. So yeah. I'll be like answering all your questions like this. She'd be like moving all around. Like I, I know the struggle. So it's like if you see me. <laughs> then, oh, oh, now I'm blind. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you don't need your eyes, right? Oh, that's fine. <laughs> well, we're so glad you're here. I, I know you yes. have a great story to share with us and very interesting experiences that you've had with religion. We would love to hear them all. Uh, but before before we get to it uh do you know what time it is mel what time is it beth it's time for per tradition we would love the guest uh to give to read the bible verse of the day what do you have for us alexis a record i love that name by the way yeah right and we are recording this it's my mom. <laughs> My mommy gave it to me. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Ooh. Ooh, oh. it, and and I shared with uh, Beth earlier that this is a very special verse to me. Ooh. It plays in my head every time I give an MC address, every time I Ooh. make a TikTok, every time I've done a podcast, which has only been like I think you're my fourth ever in my whole life. Um it is Proverbs 10, 19 okay. of the wisdom literature. Mm. <laughs> In the multitude of words, sin abounds. Or, or the uh, whole verse. In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. The one who restrains his lips is wise. In mm. other words, don't talk, shut up. Hear that, Beth? Shut the fuck up. Proverbs 10, 19, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be the theme of the show. It's 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 the title of the show. I, I think you're taking it out of context, <laughs> uh, Alexis. Context. You didn't read the whole Bible, okay, Alexis? Go ahead. Yeah. Well, the great thing about the wisdom literature, especially the Proverbs, to put on my biblical studies degree for a second, is they are grouped by theme and not by like when they were written or by whom. So oh. you have really fun ones where you have. You want to answer the question, what do you do when some foolish person keeps asking you questions? So you go to your Bible and you look at Proverbs and it says, do not answer a fool. It's folly. And the very next verse says, answer the fool so he will be wise. Because they, lo they lump them by theme. So you have completely contradictory. I would say the Bible? Contradictions? What? What? Unheard of. <laughs> this is news. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> God damn it. Well, thank you for sharing thank that amazing sharing Bible that, verse. Yeah. <laughs> and that was... The Bible verse of the day. Um, so we <laughs> would absolutely love to hear your story. So can you give us um, your religious background and how you got to where you are today, like your atheism and all that fun stuff? <laughs> Oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
I was a Christian from the time I was a fetus. Oh, because obviously. I yes. was just born into it. It mm-hmm. was kind of like a family legacy. Like uh, all the women in my family got married really young and had kids right away. Mm. Um, we were Baptist, like a fundamentalist Baptist, evangelical mm. church. And uh, everything you hear online about the white evangelical churches, I, I have stories that make it much worse. <laughs> much worse. <laughs> mm. So I was uh, a, you know how some atheists will say, even when I was little, I questioned, like, the sense that you would say something and I question it. Those are smart people. I didn't question it. I was mm. like, swallow oh. hole, please. Right, right. Well, that's what Mel does. <laughs> Yes. So you, get, you get it. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Fuck. That's well, you were never you were never taught to to question or given any space or opportunity to question either. I'm, assu- I'm, I'm assuming. Right, yeah. It was a classic binary option between go to mm. hell or follow our religion. There was no mm. third options. I didn't know other religions were a thing until I was much older. Right. And then even then I lo- lumped everything that wasn't my brand of Christianity into the other category mm. that was in the hell category. <laughs> so definitely no critical thinking skills. Um, and girls in my church were highly encouraged not to be educated. So oh. I don't have to this day a high school diploma. Okay. Hey. Maybe. Well, fuck. Yeah. You know, that's really uh, interesting. No, Sorry. no real school except for kindergarten and a little bit of first grade. Oh my God. Okay. Were you like homeschooled? Partly. Most... Uh, we were okay. Christian schooled in a system called Accelerated Christian Education or ACE. Oh. And that okay. is a failed every academic study ever done. Um, especially when I was still a student, there mm-hmm. were four or five academic studies, some of them done by religious people, Mm -hmm. testing the efficacy of the educational system and found it doesn't have one. Uh, But it was memorizing scripture. So you memorized a lot of scripture or you Mm. memorize facts into short-term memory. You were never quizzed on them. No lesson built on another. So, uh, and all the science curriculum was written by pastors and not scientists. So I learned that God did it. Also oh. that the Loch Ness monster was real because it disproved evolution. Also that snow generated electricity. There's some Holy fun ones. The sky used to be pink. Um, we lost a day because the sun stood still, and we have maths to prove it. Science has proven that the Earth and the sun stood still um, because that's mm. in the Bible. Oh my God, that's a lot to unpack right there. Wow. So my pastor's brother printed off something on a computer that said the word diploma on it. I took this to a local community college 20 years ago, would not get away with that today, and said, I was homeschooled. Here, educate me, please. And I tested into like really low remedial classes. So it took six years to get my bachelor's instead of the four, Uh, mostly just learning math and English and science for the first time. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, was able to get my bachelor's, but it was in, at a Christian college and it was mm-hmm. the studies so that I was too afraid to like learn something real <laughs> and because I didn't have the like foundation mm-hmm. for a lot of that. Holy shit. Wow. wow. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that, uh, the Institute for Basic Life in B- Basic Life Principles. By yeah, that's fundamental Baptist. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Is Bob it the same thing? That's that's the thing our church was based off of. ACE oh, well, there we go. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Uh, holy fuck! <laughs> so you got the booklets and all the, those 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 booklets. We skipped the booklets, oh. so we were mm. very adjacent. We followed all the Gothard rules, and like I owned three dresses, and I wasn't able to wear anything else. So Shit. I had three dresses that I circled through, which holy is why, shit. like, when I became an atheist, I shaved my head. Put on pants and wow. you know. Fuck yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, Mel is the same thing. She also has only three dresses. I, I'm pretty I sure. Do, actually, I do. You know. <laughs> you're you lucky. Wear them every day. L- listen, I don't, if I don't have to wear pants, I'm happy. So, same. 
Am I dresses, wearing pants right now? And no, if the dresses have we'll pockets, know. let me tell you. <laughs> but damn, wow, that that that's crazy. Um, <laughs> so you, so you said you got your you had education up to first grade, first ish, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, in first grade, they had an assignment around Halloween where we mm. had to adopt a ghost, and it was just kind of a ghost. Okay, be responsible, learn to write sentences like "Today I fed my ghost." They thought it would be a fun. There's only the Holy Ghost, and you're still <laughs> run by Satan, and we got yanked. And then, like the pastor who said our school was run by Satan, also miraculously came up with a school we had to pay thousands of dollars to attend that same year. Mm. What a coincidence. <laughs> and then I didn't learn anything else until college, really. And mm. I've done a lot more college than those six years because uh, I keep gifting myself a class every once in a while at my community college. So I took physics for fun. I took physics. Okay. I took A&P. So I know like all the bones and muscles of the body. Um, and how cells work now. <laughs> I learned basic evolution. Nice. Random classes just so I could help my third grader and my teenager right. with their homework. <laughs> so. Fuck. Wow. But yeah. I remember having, I remember Jack Renner, who was the principal at my school, not accredited, not an educator, and the school wasn't right. accredited. Mm. So much that the teachers were called supervisors, so you wouldn't mistake them for being educated. My teacher didn't graduate high school. So, oh. and it's all the pieces or the books are self taught. So, oh. they believed that children needed to be trained to be white collar workers or blue collar mm. workers. So, they would sit us with in a corner with big dividers on either side so we didn't couldn't look around. And we taught ourselves starting learning to read onwards uh, all of the material you supposedly needed. And guess what? It was mostly the Bible mm. and uh, not real right. like, subjects. So I remember my principal um, telling me that girls didn't need any education, any degree. Mm. Um, and then I remember very distinctly my pastor in his living room getting red in the face and very passionately upset because my mom wanted me to go to college. And he was like, no, that will bring dead into her marriage. And this is a man who loved me. This was mm. indoctrination of a bitch. Yeah. This is a man who wanted the best for me. And he didn't he really believe that education would just make me move farther away from God. Spoiler. Uh, would make me like too smart than my husband and then some men wouldn't want me if I was mm -hmm. smarter than them. He did agree that I could go to Wycliffe Bible Institute, that he could kind of support that. And my mom was just like, thank you. Thank you. I ended mm -hmm. up going to San Diego Christian, which is why I'm San Diego now. Mm -hmm. uh, and working really hard to did community college first. So I got my basics. Okay. Did my Bible there. Um, and then uh, I've graduated valedictorian. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, it's really interesting. I'm remembering an interview that we did with uh, Danny Phelps. Phelps. She's the granddaughter of the yeah. founder Fred of Phelps. the Westboro yep. Baptist Church, right? And so she told us her experiences and how they want women to be very educated. It's so interesting how it, contrasting this is. Wow. It, yeah. Right? Remember, Mel? Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. That's it's I, wild. Because they're like, if you're educated, you're able to have, a, uh, I guess, a, a better reach. Uh, uh, reach more and people. And, reach more people. Right. Yeah, it's so interesting. And now you're telling me, like, the total opposite. It's like, what? Mm. <laughs> Blows my mind. I yeah. who knows? Damn. Well, I'm I'm sorry. That's yeah. that's traumatizing. And, and I'm I'm sure that's very hard for you to. I'm sorry. What I'm trying to say is that for other people to really understand what you went through, because they have no idea what your experience is like. There's there's just no way to comprehend that. Right. A, a world just like that. That's that's insane. Um, so what at what point did you start like questioning 
and was like, you know, God, what? Like, what? What was? Was there an, an event that happened, or was she it started like a... listening to the podcast? <laughs> was there like a slow progression of like, wait a minute, you know? Yeah, it's kind of like a bunch of little things that kind of accumulate into one big thing. And I remember opening my Bible one day and going, I don't believe any of this anymore. And that felt so sudden, but it wasn't. It started. Um, the first domino was probably when my mother was killed and I believed I could raise her from the dead because I was still like, my only education is the Bible. And this happens all the time in the Bible for one thing. Right. Right. (laughs) And resurrection. Yep. All the verses that are promises about prayer, asking you shall receive uh, all the people that came back from the dead, like Tabitha. And I remember thinking my mom is holier than Tabitha. She was a great Christian woman. Mm -hmm. And her death was so sudden and tragic. She was 39 years old. And it was a car accident. It was fast. She died in the helicopter being life flighted to the hospital. Shit. And I remember sitting in my living room and my pastors were there and my church friends were there. We weren't allowed to have people, friends, close friends outside of church, um, as you can imagine. Yeah. And I got it and it just hit me all at once. My whole life, I've been preparing for this moment. I have pure faith, faith that can move mountains, the James kind of biblical James kind of faith where I'm not double-minded. I am clear in my direction. All these verses came flooding into my head. All the people that were resurrected when Jesus died and the veil was torn into all the people in the old Testament that were raised the guy that fell out of the window that Paul brought back. You didn't have to be Jesus. You could be anybody. So I, it just, it was like an epiphany. Like Mm -hmm. why else would God have me memorize all those verses, Mm -hmm. study the Bible and nothing else. Cause I am now 19. I'm doing community college. I've done one year with Mm -hmm. my mom who started the same day at the same little community college. Uh, She was the teacher that had no high school diploma. She got married. She was 15. 16. Normal for my little Christian community. (laughs) Um, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah and I looked up and I made eye contact with the pastor and I was just like I think we need to pray right now in pure faith because I'm there pure faith that God will raise her from the dead and I will never forget to this day the look on his face of you know the face said oh honey <laughs> oh no you're right. so innocent that's not how that's not how God works now. And mm. even though it would take mm. 10 more years to question my faith, that was the first domino of the okay. Bible is not reality. My mm-hmm. faith is not reality. Beliefs and reality are two separate things. Mm-hmm. And and one is true actually, and one is true with a capital P, and that's all religious <laughs> and faith. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And then the next domino really did lead into a big time deconstruction. And that was when I was 25 years old, so six years later. um, And it was the birth of my daughter, who's now 15. And if you're doing math, 40s. Just like don't, Mel. You don't look it, so. Y'all babies. Mel doesn't look 40 either. But... Shut the fuck. Proverbs 10. Okay? Proverbs 10, 10, 19. 10, 19. Fuck you. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I get hit on a TikTok all the time for people who I could have literally birthed. Uh, oh, <laughs> they are oh, babies. No. They're... Newborn babies. Newborn um, babies. <laughs> but my own newborn baby, uh, I don't know if how much you know about my personal story, um, but she's okay with me sharing. She has major physical disabilities. Mm-hmm. She was born in the shape of a pretzel. Okay. And, okay. and all of her joints, like her fingers, her wrists, um, her knees, elbows, feet, everything had joint contractures. Mm. And it's a condition called arthrogryposis multiplex congenita, the myoplasia type. So it comes with muscle weakness too. Mm-hmm. So she didn't move. She was a pretzel who did not move. And you had no range of motion. She can't do this. Mm-hmm. She was born without, did you know your like wrist wrinkle that's created? Now you're not born with that. So she doesn't have that. Oh. She moved it. Oh. 
Yeah, no. You didn't have like creases <laughs> in your elbows. That's created right. with movement. Um, and Get somehow it. the anterior horn cells that develop in the spine didn't develop into proper muscle. So mm -hmm. her muscle didn't grow. And what did grow kind of was calcified tissue in its place. Grew in a few mm -hmm. places. And then when you don't move around, it's called um, fetal akinsia. I'm saying that wrong. Akinesia is probably closer to how you say it. But I always type it. I never say it out loud. <laughs> but the baby doesn't move during development. So they get stuck in whatever position they're sitting there. Right. Mm. So uh, if, it's, if you're sitting with your arms straight, they're born straight. Yeah. And he's sitting like she was, kind of crisscrossed applesauce. Mm. That's how she came out with bloody knees because she just sat in that position and rubbed. Right, right. And was... there's no cure. There's no cure. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you. I'm asking doctors a day later, what's wrong? They don't know. It's really rare. Mm -hmm. um, I'm asking, will she ever walk? They don't know. A lot of people do. A lot of people don't. They didn't think she would because she was born without so many, like she's missing the gastrocnemius muscle, which is the calf. She's missing her bicep. Mm. She has no muscle in her, like deltoids or shoulders. She can't do this mm. motion. Um, and then we were just looking at our, our new normal and our old beliefs with a God that could heal anything. Mm. But has he ever once? Uh, well, no, <laughs> not like that. And we had two faith healers come up to us and say, "Let me pray for healing." And we're desperate. And we believe in prayer, even oh, though it's felt super bad. Mm. It's when you see a vulnerable person and you pounce on them, your faith's probably garbage. Yeah. yeah. Yep. They're, they're, they're predators. Let, yep. We let one of them pray for her, and he said, "I feel God fully healing. She'll be able to move." And we had to gently say, um, oh, that muscle group's missing. If you get out a muscle biopsy, there's nothing there. Mm. And then watching the faith healer go readjusted, you know, readjust his faith healing thing with mm. new information. And then he's like, may God use her. May she be a motivational speaker for him. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. oh. funny how that works. Mm. Oh, because if you you would never pray for full healing for an amputee, right? Right. And her right. amputee parts are internal; you can't see them. Well, but God, God that, hates amputees. That's that's just does. a fact. He does. You know? Right. That's that's yeah. what it is. So Oof. then I tested prayer. So deconstruction really tested prayer, mm -hmm. starting with the prayer for healing, and then praying like because she's had so many surgeries, I don't know the numbers. Um, yeah. So we've had two or three surgeries every year. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that I was on like three prayer chains, one through my church, one through my old church, because for back home, it was Northern California and mm -hmm. here was Southern California. And then like a nationwide prayer chain. And she wouldn't do as well as our friends because you become this little community with other people with AMC. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of them was an atheist oh. and her uh, daughter was doing fine and going through these surgeries fine. One was the pagan and um, not Wiccan. I think it's pagan. Mm -hmm. And um, she like put some rocks out in the rain and put them on her daughter and her daughter was doing more than my three prayer chains. So <laughs> then I'm starting to think like, what if I know my faith is true for one thing, um, <laughs> for another thing, God is totally real and behind those prayers. So why is he working differently? I went back to scripture. Did I miss something? No. I, you know, then I started to see which prayer verses contradict reality and right. contradict each other. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I decided to, we had an epidural fail. She, mm. It was the surgery. They turned both of her, they've turned, rotated all four of her limbs. So they cut them and rotate them. Okay. Mm. Wow. And this was during one of those surgeries for the legs, bilateral. It's femoral osteotomies. Mm. And her epidural, the only thing keeping her from feeling that, failed. And she was three or oh, four years old. Jesus. Oof. 
And I'm praying, I'm not sleeping, I'm praying nonstop. Oh, also, these specialty surgeries are 3,000 miles away from home. Oh, so we are, we are taking three airplanes that are paid for by charity, um, mm. Midwest Miracle Miles, and then Miracle Flights for Kids, and there's also Angel Flights. We've used a bunch of them. And we're staying at the Ronald McDonald House, mm. and, uh, you know, we, we don't have family, we don't have support. All I have is like prayer chains. Um, right. And this happened. Everyone's praying for her and this happened. And I noticed that it was the worst time. We start getting meds in her IV, but she is in so much pain. She is at three or four years old, lost the ability to speak and regressed. And it was horrible. And so um, I'm like, I finally report like, we finally got the pan under control. She mm-hmm. asked to watch the uh, Finding Nemo. You know, her voice came back. And everyone was like, praise God, thank God. And I was like, oh. that fucker? No, thank you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I fucking no. hate that. No. Uh, My anger issues could never. <laughs> Oof. So, oh. I, so I started testing prayer. That was the time mm. I started testing prayer. I'm 30. I have a fully developed brain at this point, just drenched in indoctrination. Right. And I tested it like a little scientist, Um, even though I'd never had a real science class in my life to this point. <laughs> and I started, I was going to pray to a fork. Someone dared me on the internet to pray to a, something else some other object and I picked fork mm-hmm. and see if things worked out the same way. Cause I had prayer journals and stuff. So mm-hmm. I could test this. I did that for one day and felt so blasphemous um, that I couldn't do it anymore. So I just decided to stop praying whatsoever. And before I did this, I prayed to God and said, sorry, and then <laughs> decided to test it. And three months into not praying, I knew my life would get worse. I'd be out of relationship with a very real God. It would be horrible. And instead, every measurable thing about my life got better. Wow. Because my relationship with prayer was so unhealthy. Because Mm. it was so Christian legalism, Christian Baptist theology, Christian uh, Christian theology in Mm. general. I'll take the little progressive far ends out of that. Everybody else has this idea of prayer that's more than just meditative it's intercessory and intercessory Mm -hmm. prayer the year before my daughter was born they did a two million dollar study with thousands of heart patients and they showed that it did not work yes i've heard about that Mm. one in fact the people who knew that they were being prayed for had worse outcomes yep (laughs) yep i've lived that actually knowing you're getting prayed for and then an epidural fails or something goes wrong you honestly start to think god hates you Mm. And all the suffering you're feeling is amplified by what am I doing wrong? What sin is in my life that's so bad that God would do this to my kid? Right. Blame yourself. You, I was yeah. saying you blame yourself and not God. And you feel it more. You feel all your stress more. You feel the surgery pain more. Like I get that. That response made 100% sense in my lived experience. Holy shit. Mm. Shit. Oh. Uh, so how do you feel when someone <laughs> on TikTok says, I'll pray for you? Uh, they grind your gears and just... <laughs> <laughs> I've seen your theology. Please don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, no. You can so please submit all prayers to the prayer email line. And yeah, this, it's this could have been an email. <laughs> I prayed my way out of religion. <laughs> there you go. Prayers <laughs> happened. <laughs> like. And if you think you're holier than I thought I was back then, uh, you'd be mistaken. Because I had, you know, there's a whole braggy part in the Bible where Paul goes on and says, I'm a Hebrew of the Hebrews and lists all the stuff he's done. I do that all the time. Valedictorian no. my Christian college. I mm. memorized six books of the Bible. I did not say verses. It's books. By the oh time I was 12 God. years old. How? Indoctrination. And, and educational neglect. Which is yeah. educational abuse. It's right. abuse. Right. It's an yes. umbrella of child abuse. Yes. It truncated my future. Yep. Yep. Keep them dumb. That's uh, dumb and pregnant. D- dumb and pregnant. Yep. That's fucking terrible. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All this fucking bullshit. 
I hate religion. I mean, I at this do. point, uh, all you can do is move on, move forward. That's mm. all you can do. There's really nothing else you can do. Um, right. So what are your plans for your future? Are you continuing with your education? And I don't know. Yeah, I, that was the plan. Yeah. The plan was um, because I can memorize a ton of information, mm. um, which came in handy memorizing the Bible, especially when I was too young to like understand. We were King James only for a while. Okay. Um, but most of the books I memorized were later in New King James. But still, like that's heavy. It's not the original 1600 King James Elizabethan English, but it's not far off for when you're five. It didn't make any sense. I was yeah, memorizing. Right. We had to memorize a chapter um, a month plus other verses. So I'm memorizing a chunk of King James. And I'm like, if I can do that, I could be a doctor. I'm in the hospital all the time. <laughs> right. And that was the plan totally. for half a second. And then we saw that there was... Um, a little baby, he was two, but you know, if you're, if you're thirties or younger, you're a baby. And he was, um, in an orphanage in Ukraine and he had the same condition my daughter did in all four limbs. Oh, wow. Plus he had a convulsive disorder mm-hmm. and lead poisoning and everything. And, starving. and he was getting a diaper change twice a day. And he was in like this really, impoverished part of the country in an institution and um so i started advocating for kids in this particular part of the world um and i did it through an organization that i have later kind of separated myself from because their founder got real trumpy but i was it was 20 kids on this little caseload they gave me and my job was just to make sure that they had enough to live that people understood um, there are other posts, like, and there's 400 different versions of our posts. So I had to, like, I had a doctor helping me, like, kind of diagnose these kids from a picture to or a short video. And we got them, like, into permanence. But there was this one kid who just, we couldn't because he also had those other mental disabilities and brain differences and convulsions. Um, and I remember this is about the time where I was like, I could. I could restart my education. I could do this or that, or I could blow up all my plans and bring this little guy home. (laughs) So that's what I was doing. So you adopted this child on accident. On accident. Wow. Just happened. One thing led to another. (laughs) That's amazing. No, it is. And I never meant to do that. And I knew a lot about disability, but I didn't know anything about uh adoption and mm-hmm. i did like i went into this really dumb and they don't care you've got a pulse uh in a background check you can you know adopt and this kid was in a specific situation where he's being transferred to an adult mental institution where they had done some research and about 85 percent of kids with disabilities didn't survive their first 12 months in this new place oh, holy shit not really the fault of the people there some of the people working there were amazing people which is poverty and this ableism in the culture that right look this really a certain way which right. has gotten a lot better in the it's been 10 years right mm. so uh so we did it did feel like we needed to get him out of there um, we expedited it. So the whole process was less time than a pregnancy. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then he came home and he had arthroposis, just like my daughter needed multiple surgeries, serial casting mm-hmm. splints, leg braces, cathos, um, and all of that. And then he had brain differences and learning disabilities and mm-hmm. he had convulsions. None of that was hard. The only hard part was learning the adoptee experience, the trauma, the trauma nobody talked about. Yeah. Nobody mentioned it. Everyone treated this because, again, this was kind of a Trumpy Christian organization I was part of. Yeah. Um, everybody talked about it like God loves adoption. Your adopted sons is a biblical verse. And adoption was the, presented to me as a Christian as the most harmful, harmful, like go on adult adoptee TikTok and uh, ask them how blessed they were to be adopted. And I had to learn the hard way that all adoption is trauma mm-hmm. and these kids are dealing with major trauma and it's coming right. out in ways I was not expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, I was expecting, you know, it would be hard 
physically, like you're feeding a kid who can't physically chew because he had been right. starved so long. Um, and he can't be touched because that's overstimulated. You know, he mm-hmm. hadn't been touched for two years. And wow. he stopped growing because if you don't touch humans, they stop growing. Mm-hmm. There's a thing in the brain that's triggered by touch and triggered by your attachment by like being when you cry and your and your caregiver comes and comforts you. Right. Um, that helps you physically grow huh. and have healthy attachment. So that piece has actually been the most biggest learning curve. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we just learn it together, lots and lots of therapy and lots and lots of, you know, learning how to do things differently. And yeah. And so, yeah, that's where my career ended up. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I am very busy. I have usually just three to five minutes a day for me time that I spend on TikTok, which has paid off lately. It's been kind of fun to have that community. (laughs) Yeah. You had that, that outlet, you know, um, with TikTok, I, I, as I always say, I love and I hate that app. <laughs> you know, um, like, do you get a lot of hate for your content as, a, no, as an atheist woman? Never. Ah. <laughs> they love me. They love me. They love me. They so give I'm me a, the best yeah. nicknames. I'm what? what was the, but the favorite nickname nickname that I've always that I received, but it was back in my main account was Meatball, and I <laughs> fucking love that. I don't know why, and I love it. I love it too. Uh, <laughs> That's it. Now my favorite has definitely been Siren of Satan, and I love that though. That's like that's it's amazing. Gorgeous. It's I I picked it out myself. It's right. Siren of Satan. Siren of Satan. That's oh, oh, that's awesome. title right there. <laughs> Siren of Satan. Damn it. God damn it. But I yeah. love that. <laughs> My spouse tells me that now. We all love it. <laughs> See, I love that. Uh, but yeah, no. So I'm, I, I'm always curious on fellow uh, women, uh, atheist women on, on the app because I like obviously we talk to a lot of uh, males also, but like the women specifically because we're like Proverbs ten nineteen. We're we're well and and other verses. We're we're told to shut the fuck up, you know. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very 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 interested on like how your experience has been on TikTok. Have you been banned yet? No, I've had videos mm. removed. Yeah, um, okay, all right. Which I think got reported. And I've been really lazy about, you know, arguing with them. I'm like, okay, take it down. Or, you know, answering all of the comments. Or And I do have a rule that I do not respond to the Christians who are full-on Christianing at me. Mm, I just okay. ignore them. And they go away. It's worked pretty well. But okay. you'll notice, like, I don't respond to comments. Um, that's really Christian-y and like, unless they're like asking a genuine question, mm-hmm. so it's a conversation. And then I make sure to friend those people so I can keep up with them mm-hmm. and make connections. So it's not just, I'm using you for content. Cause that feels gross. Um, mm-hmm. Even though people do it, it's fine. But I don't, I have a certain way. I, I don't like being called out like this. Right. <laughs> just at me next Ma'am. time. <laughs> Yeah, God. no, I, I understand your approach. I absolutely understand your approach. Absolutely. She's gonna block us. After yeah, right. This. He's like these bitches. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's also healthy. I think that's healthy. I I can't like TikTok is definitely the way for me to do atheism mm-hmm. because I don't have another outlet. It's atheist. Um, I don't have that at my home. <laughs> that's definitely mm. not atheist space. I don't have it, you know, I go to Sunday Assembly, which is been, it's been called Atheist Church, okay. but it's really secular. I heard about that, yes. Okay. I've heard about, have you heard of? No. Were, at the Atheist Convention, they, mm-hmm. they had some flyers too. Oh, okay. For okay. that assembly thing. I may still have one of the flyers here, actually. Um, okay. Well, that sounds pretty cool. So, so what do you do at Atheist Church? Um, they all masturbate together. Full disclosure, I am the uh, executive director of Sunday Assembly San Diego. So oh. I, I am self-promoting kind of my own community here. Shameless promoting. I like it. <laughs> I kept it because I was the speaker last night. Okay. 
but I did a speech on C.S. Lewis. Hey, so okay. Very knowledgeable. That's about. cool. Yeah. Okay, Sunday assembly. Interesting. But yeah, it's a secular community. Mm -hmm. It's it was created by two comedians on their way to a gig in Bath. They're in the UK. Okay. And uh, Pippa Evans and Sanderson Jones. Uh, Sanderson Jones. I hope I get that right. Sanderson <laughs> and Pippa for sure. And um and they were driving by a church on their way to a gig, and they were joking. Oh man, I wish I could still go to church. Like I miss it, but you know, I want church without any of the God bits. Right. And they both right. Together went. What if we made a church without any of the God bits? And yeah, that's pretty much awesome. okay. Sanderson went from like church to church to see like what worked and then read the studies on how church provides community and mm. replicated all of that in London without yeah. any religion. Right. And it worked really well. It's now everywhere. It's in, you know, Scotland and England and all over the US. But in the US, it's treated a lot differently. In the UK, it's a fun, social, secular get together. Okay. We don't have to be part of a certain church or denomination. In the right. US, it is really like this is the community the only community some people have because no. church is so oppressive. Like in the UK, right. it's optional. Everyone's kind of secular. Mm -hmm. Um you have religious people, but they're not American religious people. <laughs> Number yeah. one. Woohoo. <laughs> Some assemblies they're all over that are very atheist, like Nashville. Nashville Sunday mm -hmm. Assembly is like they don't mind the label atheist church. Whereas San Diego, we have like believers and non-believers alike come. Oh, okay. It's like a vegan buffet. We're gonna serve one thing and not another thing, but anyone can come eat it. So it is very okay. it's not like atheist. It's very friendly and secular. Like mm -hmm. my staff comes and he's Christian. My family's come and they're very Christian. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have Buddhists and we have, you know, mostly Buddhists. We like our Buddhists. But we have a lot of like different people of faith and none, people who are really into like karma and people who are strong atheists and they're all kind of welcome and it's one big family. That's not my atheist outlet. That is definitely my community. Mm -hmm. It's somewhere I can bring my children. Right. But it's That's not cool. my TikTok's yeah. more my firebrand outlet. Yeah. <laughs> and how uh, long have you been on TikTok? Since February. Of okay. this year? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. Okay. Sweet. I got on uh, during Black History Month because um, I wanted to share that the ACE curriculum I grew up with was very, very racist. So I mm. shared just clips of it. They, uh, there was a section when I was a student on how apartheid was a good thing because it helps the poor, uneducated, and then uh, Blacks, which is of course. not mm. my people, black. Right. And then there's lots and lots of racism in that curriculum and some of it got cleaned up a little when they republished later and a lot of it's still there it's definitely all still there like if there is a riot going on pitchfork kind of riot mm -hmm. and the people rioting are black they will say that in the text they'll oh. say the blacks rioted if they're white they won't mention who rioted right, right. so when uh, i learned about the bus like the school segregation, mm. uh, which we were told was called forced busing. So when I learned about forced busing in school and there was riots around it, I assumed black people were rioting and not white people because every other time they have specifically said black people. And then there's like, they teach you about Martin Luther King, but there's more written about the man who assassinated him than his wife. Fuck. Mm. <laughs> God damn it. Yikes. Yikes. And I didn't know he was like a socialist or anything until I was an adult. Mm. Oh. Keep him dumb and pregnant. Um, so question. You said you were married to a uh, Christian, a theist. How How is... Tell us more about that. Like, I'm, I'm very curious, honestly. Like, how does that dynamic work? Like, okay. what do you guys have There's boundaries? Yeah. There's a short answer and there's a long answer. Okay. The short answer, he's very good in bed. Okay. Okay. Hallelujah. I mean, <laughs> okay.
Okay. That's fantastic. I, I mean, I love the honesty. I fucking love the honesty. Okay. All right. Long answer? Or was that the long answer? <laughs> oh, I'm very happy. Um... <laughs> 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 I was not expecting that, and I fucking love that. Get you a Christian. <laughs> Get you a Christian. I got me an ex-Christian, so you yeah. especially like a former purity culture one. Mm. Yeah, they're so bad. Oh um, my god! See, <laughs> I I know for more of the sciencey because they like to do research on things, you know. So, but yeah, yeah, I I I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> oh god the Good long time. answer is so boring it's like over communication and boundaries and blah. <laughs> <laughs> that shit don't matter that shit don't matter as long as they're good in bed you know oh wow <laughs> Let's see. he's okay. the person that, that makes you see god right so hold on <laughs> uh were you still religious when you met when you met him yeah, I was oh, I was okay. missionary. Yeah. Oh, okay. You all were right. doing the missionary? What? Yeah, I was a missionary. <laughs> I was a colonizer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. Holy God shit. Oh wow. And then oh. I was a missionary until I deconstructed. Um then anything but missionary, please. Yes. <laughs> Just pull my hair. That's all I you know. <laughs> pull my hair. <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So hold on. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Really quick. Are there major things that you guys disagree on when it comes to you, you know your his faith and your lack of faith? And how how does that work? I'm really curious. Oh, you really want to know? Okay. All yeah, right. Yeah, I'm dead serious. No, yeah, for real. <laughs> I mean, that's a great answer, but I really um, want to know. <laughs> that's part of the real answer. But the yeah, other yeah. part is um, we both had to, he kind of, we both went through a deconstruction process together. We oh. came out with different conclusions. Okay. okay. And I would say that's okay because oh. deconstruction cannot have an end goal or it is not an honest process. And it never ends. Like you can always be open-minded. You can always receive more information when you know right. better, you do better. But we did have to agree on certain grand rules moving forward. And one was indoctrination harms children. Mm. And we looked at the research and he agreed, if my faith is true and God is true, I don't need to trick people or pound this into developing brains or give people a set of assertions they can't question, which is indoctrination. I can right. educate about my faith. And that's much healthier. Um, and then right. he educated his kids about Christianity, and I educated them about other faiths, and then mm. at all. And as the saying goes, learn one faith, you're hooked for life. Learn two or more, you're done in an hour. So none of the kids were really like, yay, Christianity is the truth. And right. when you don't indoctrinate, yes, you're way more likely to have kids like mine who aren't religious. Mm -hmm. So, um, and one that's like atheist. And the other one's a baby. Um, <laughs> and that is the risk you take as the Christian in the relationship. And you're, if you're not willing to take that risk, um, that's, that's really hard for the believer in the mixed faith right. marriage. Uh, so kudos to seeing the truth behind indoctrination. He and I looked at a study that was five-year-olds don't know the difference between reality and fiction uh, when they were religious, specifically, mm -hmm. I think, Christian. And, um, yeah. and we were like, ooh, our kids never had that problem because when he would not say God did it, he would say, we believe God did it. And that little buffer between we believe means it's not reality. They mm -hmm. knew the difference between reality and belief. And then once they're fully educated and know their options and are fully, you know, adult, fully developed brains and all that, and they choose to be Christian, that's so different. That has their consent. Right. Exactly. Right. Well, I respect that. I, I do. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. actually, if more people were like that, you know, it would be a different world. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, it, and he deconstructed the fundamentalists. Hmm. He okay. was okay. never homophobic, which is why my pastor said not to marry him. Um, <laughs> he was never homophobic. So he didn't have much to deconstruct there, but a little bit still. <laughs> yeah. He was never, uh, you know, he had to deconstruct like, 
the roles of women. Like mm. that yeah. was a stickler because we were doing a headship marriage up until this point where okay. he was in charge and I was submissive. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just was, that's not his personality. He's not meant for that role, mm-hmm. but he had to because of the peanuts. So we had to really like deconstruct that. Mm-hmm. So he came out a much healthier there you go. version okay. of Christian definitely more progressive and I know there's a whole spectrum of progressive mm-hmm. our old church that neither one of us agree with called themselves progressive because they wore shorts and stuff like then <laughs> they wore capris <laughs> oh my god so, <laughs> that's I interesting could not be married, I could not be married to like a, a white evangelical yeah right of at course. all right. And, and they could be married to me that wouldn't work mm-hmm. But still, there's been some rough conversations where he had to put boundaries like, um, I, now I'm brand new. I'm 31 years old going, the Bible is fairy tales. And he was like, whoa, first boundary. You can't call it fairy tales because that is hurting my feelings. <laughs> so oh. like, okay, the Bible is mythology. Nope. Myth. Okay. We just won't talk about the Bible. Oh. <laughs> here. Yeah. Um, right. And so he could like emotionally mm-hmm. catch up and and be like okay and now we joke about it all the time we quote scriptures okay. each other all the time definitely proverbs 10 19 at each other all the time <laughs> it is we're always you know if i'm mad at him i'm saying you know but jesus loves you and i'll be praying for you and you know if he's right. mad at me it's it definitely like way 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 more healthy and open mm-hmm. Lots right. of communication. Yeah. All the boring okay. things. Yeah, awesome. they work so. yeah. Yeah. I do have a question. Uh does he believe in hell? And if so, does he believe you're going to hell? I do believe the last we talked about it. Um, which this was a big question for me. So we're in marriage therapy with an amazing, amazing therapist who did not like every time I share a story from my childhood his job's on the floor, this therapist. <laughs> so <laughs> he wasn't ready for this level of religious trauma. Um, but that did come up in therapy. Mm-hmm. And oh. and I was like, it's not so much like if you believe in hell or not. It's do you believe I'm going there? And if I'm going there, if you really loved me, would you not yell and scream and punch God in the face to get me out of there? And he mm. thought about it. My Christian spouse sat there and thought about it and went, okay, I'd punch God in the face. And I'm like, what? oh, wow. <laughs> oh, you're okay. Me. All right. Well, thank you, therapist. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, because my parents, my parents couldn't tell you that. My parents would tell you that they love God more than me. And if God asked them to kill me like Abraham did Isaac, they would do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'd never had the scary? Kind of love from a Christian where they were like, I have major problems. The Bible isn't infallible. Mm. You know, LGBTQA people are nasty and great and support right. them. And and I would punch God in the face to keep you out of hell. That that if I think you asked do you really believe it, he would say, I don't know. Because mm. he says I don't know a lot because we love we love I don't know here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I guess he's cool. I mean that that's romantic <laughs> as fuck though. Not gonna lie, that that's romance right there. That's all a girl wants, you know. Yeah. Just punch got in the face for me. Ugh. Just punch. <laughs> for one, there, you went with an iron chariot. That fucker. Yeah, this is all he wants. That and nails, right? Just a nail gun <laughs> and some iron chariots. Oh Boom. my god. Netflix, I, I have it. your next movie. Okay, Netflix, contact me. Um. <laughs> That's that's amazing. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> um okay, let's see. Oh, so last question for you. What is your advice for newly deconstructing people? We always like to ask this because obviously every person is different and their answer is always different. So I, I want to know your answer. Please. Okay. So I would say um my definition you know, he who defines the terms wins the debate, right? My definition of deconstruction would be um, you inherit a castle from your loving family mm-hmm. or your culture. And that castle is beautiful, but you don't fit in it. 
So what you do to deconstruct is you start at the top and you take one brick at a time and you evaluate it and weigh it and say, this is healthy and good and right for me, or this doesn't serve me, or it's unhealthy and toxic and you discard it. Mm-hmm. You have a pile to keep and a pile to discard. And when you look at the pile left over, you get to, that's your raw material to build, to rebuild whatever you see fit. In my case, it looked like leveled to the foundation mm-hmm. and I got the wonderful, beautiful, freeing feeling of seeing the horizon mm-hmm. for the first time, seeing past oh, the capital, seeing the landscape. Right. But if you say that deconstruction is just to build the castle, to build the castle higher or just to level it, you're doing it wrong. You need to have um, an open mind, no destination, because it has to be a completely honest process because what is the purpose of deconstruction? It's to find out what's true and what is like good and healthy. Mm-hmm. So that's my advice is when you're taking your bricks down, you don't have to discard them. You can happily chuck them across the sea and you can rebuild. This is for you and it is individual mm-hmm. and no one gets to tell you what to do. And I'm so proud of you for deconstructing. It is amazing. It, it's cycle breaking. It is mm-hmm. something not a lot of people do. I can't tell you how many people from my childhood never, ever even considered mm. it. I didn't consider it until I was 30 fucking years old. Mm. You have got this. Well, however old you are, I have a friend who started deconstructing in his 60s. Mm. <laughs> he yeah. was a pastor at the time. And any, any age, any time, you're doing great. Keep going. Awesome. Are you talking about Dave Warnock? No, no. Oh, okay. uh, no I am in the clergy project with him. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. another clergy project friend. Awesome. Fuck yeah. That was beautiful. I love that analogy. I it's, fucking it's, love that. I've never heard that one before. So like that that's wonderful. Thank you. Ugh. Making me cry, you siren of Satan. <laughs> Watch Mel cry. No! <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Proverbs ten nineteen, sucker. <laughs> well, that was fantastic. We 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 love that. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing all that. Um, yes, incredible story. Holy shit, my jaw is still on the floor. So right. put it back on. Well, if you're any of the Christians in my comments, you can point out that. Um, I didn't get the real good Christianity, and I'm just mad at the church. So. You're not a true Christian. You're mad at God. You're, you're mad just, at God. You're mad right. at God. Right. You just want to not Sin. do missionary style. Wait, okay. Wait, have I tried their church? I don't think I've tried mm. their church. Have you tried no, Catholicism? Uh, have you tried <laughs> Islam? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a family so friendly one. So many people have asked me that in the comments. Yeah. There's the Muslim contingency in the comments. They're like out to preach. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Anyway, uh, where, where can we? Shut sorry, up. Where ahead. where can we find you? <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm sitting on my dresser right now in my bedroom. I thought you were outside. What is that in the building? This was thirty dollars at IKEA. I fucking love IKEA. Oh my god. You just ruined the whole magic of, te- oh, of television. <laughs> Shut wow. up. I'm in space. So, like, obviously, I'm fine. And this You're is totally a, a real room. Uh, he doesn't know how to read. It's it's all fake. Fuck you. <laughs> you pull one book out, did they all come out? Right. <laughs> it's, it's a picture book. It's a 3D pop-up book, you know? Like, <laughs> it's a green screen. It's a <laughs> It it bamboozled me at first too. I was like, I this motherfucker does not have that many books. Like, wait, like, you can read? <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot oh, have a colonizer f- picture frame in the back. No, fuck no. You would never. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. So where can we find you? <laughs> um, I I'm on TikTok, mm-hmm. Alexis for the record, which is based on go. my name, Alexis Record, because I. I was phoning it in for sure. <laughs> and um, definitely you can find me on Amazon. My book, Bedtime with Bitsy, A Critical Read of the Chronicles of Narnia, just came out. Just You're an author. Out. I'm an author. Yeah. Fuck. 
Yeah. So tell us more about your book. I'm on the dresser. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> hey, there you go. Mm. Very professional. First try. First try. <laughs> um, I love it. It's very thick, but it is not hard. It's very thick. What? What? It's I mean, so I'm a girth girl myself. Okay, well, not very thick comparatively. So, um, oh, wow. You, not, you wrote all that? Holy shit. Wow. No, oh, my I gosh. Wrote, I wrote five times more than this, but um, thankfully, oh my Ray, Ray McAfee, my editor, like, suddenly cut me down to size. So, Hypatia Press published it, who, uh, if you know David G. McAfee from his books, like mom, dad, I'm an atheist, or no sacred cows. He guy, uh, and it's it took four years to write. It was based oh. off conversations with my daughter at bedtime while we were reading the Chronicles of Narnia. But you don't have to know anything about the Chronicles of Narnia, mm -hmm. and it's really just my deconstruction process while deconstructing the worldview of Narnia from 1950s, yes. the mind of C.S. Lewis, Lewis in the 1950s. Yeah. yeah. I remember Whoa. reading that in the fourth grade, at least the first book. But yeah, I, I didn't realize he was, you know, a Christian author and whatnot until later on in life, because obviously. But uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. It's yeah. exciting. That's fucking awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you so fucking much. Uh, <laughs> you're awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I, yeah. This was fun. This is fun and low key. I love it. <laughs> we we are we're shit. It's fine. Yeah, we, it's, we love having you. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we have guests. Because if it was just the two of us, well, and I think would, he would be dead because I would kill him. <laughs> oh, by the way, Mel Mel likes puns. So if you have no. any puns right now, you feel free to. Lying is a sin, Beth. Lying is a sin. God damn it! You can punish her. No, you two were the first one, one, two of the first people I saw on TikTok. So hey! the reason I'm here. Oh, I've been really, really busy, and I and other people have like reached out to me, and I feel bad because you're the only ones I've said yes to. But I'm really, really busy. Was it the twenty dollars he's supposed to send you? Via better, be more, better be that fifty we agreed on. Hey. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah. All right. So we wanted to also remind our listeners and our viewers that we do have a merch store. So if you go check it out, we, we have some spicy stuff there. You might actually like it, Alexis. Okay. I mean from that conversation anyway uh please don't forget to subscribe uh to our channel smash that like button and hit the notification bell so you don't miss uh any of our new episodes episodes come out on mondays and they are also available as a audio only format if that's mm -hmm. what you want if you don't want to yes, see whatever my beautiful face and why do you think we're cleavage shirts most of the time like it's for you our fans <laughs> just saying if you're listening right now uh, I don't know why, but if you're still listening, uh, you should oh, be watching. The, <laughs> you should be watching the YouTube. That's the where YouTubes. we want you, peoples. Yes, don't forget to leave a voice message, spicy one, please. Thank you. <laughs> Rating of no less than five stars. If it's less than five, you believe in Jesus. Uh huh. What the hell? And also, don't forget to follow us on the Twitter at, ba at BaffinMel666. Mine is at MeltreeFitty, and his is at BaffinMetal666. That's right. And also, if you like what we do and you would like to support us, support us on Patreon. You can become a, a patron through Patreon. Uh, there's different tiers. Uh, shit, I don't have the, the screen. Never prepared. God damn it. Never prepared. Anyway, there's different tiers. You can help. You can support us. with What's the lowest one? Like three bucks? It's $3. Yeah. Three bucks. The next one is $6.66. Which is the most popular one, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but then you start getting some perks when you get I mean, you get the... some nipples, bath nipple. Mine is a different site, but you know. Um, yeah. I can't <laughs> wink. The whole face is like <laughs> having a fucking seizure. Like It's fine. <laughs> 
Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, if you would like to support us, yes. The link is right below. Uh go to Patreon and you can get a t-shirt and you can get a hoodie and stickers and posters with I still your... want pasties. Oh, pasties. That'd be amazing. Our faces. Of, yeah, of our, like each each face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can get like our merch store has my face on your butt. So true. our good friend Chico has a pair, and I forgot <laughs> to sign it the last time we were in Atlanta. But uh, yeah, he, he wanted me to sign his ass on because my face. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, that could all be yours <laughs> if you visit our merch store. Um, we would like to yeah. thank Ron H, Sabrina A, and Evelyn B, and I guess Chico. Whatever. I guess Chico. <laughs> And of course, on Anchor, the OG, the uh, we OG. have our friend Robin. Big shout out to Robin and yes. William. Thank you so Fuck fucking yeah. much. Yeah, that was we actually have people who listen to to our show. We have now. five whole people. And what is happening like, now? What? <laughs> <laughs> you have to show both nipples in order to get more followers. <laughs> you know, she has had only only fans. I have one, one, one fan. I only have an only fan. It's. I swear There's, to God, if you... It's its an only fan. It's my only fan. I fucking hate him. Anyway, sorry. I apologize <laughs> for him. He's dumb. He's dumb. Okay. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Proverbs for, 19. For I mean, Proverbs 10. 19. 19. <laughs> this is the whole fucking chapter. It's fine. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> thank you, Alexis. Yes, you thank are you fantastic. Again. You can send your pasties in the thank you box. Uh, <laughs> in time for you know what I'm gonna do? I'm thank gonna, you. you know, like I, I've always wanted to do this. So I want to put, like, put paint on my titties and then put them, like, make art out of them. You know? And I'll sign like it. Like the ones at the zoo that walk over the paper. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I just want to do that with my titties. Like, I, I should do, do that stuff. too. With what? Anyway, um, anyway, thank you so yeah, much. Sorry. Thank you. And that is what the Lord wants. Amen. Amen. Amen.